Hi folks, my name is Kevin Dunn, and welcome to Agency Unfiltered, a bi-weekly web series and podcast that interviews agency owners around agency operations, growth, and scale. Nobody knows how to scale agencies better than those that are already doing it, and they're happy to share an unfiltered look into what has worked and what hasn't. For this episode, Trav White, Managing Director of Neighborhood, flew all the way from Brisbane, Australia to Boston to talk about his agency's rebrand. Formerly known as The Raiders, Trav and his team made the decision to fully rebrand the agency. So in this episode, we talk about his motivations, the process, and the rollout of his agency's full rebrand. Should you be considering a rebrand? The answer is here in Agency Unfiltered. Trav, thanks so much for joining us. Welcome to Agency Unfiltered. Thanks for having me. Yeah. And I'm in Boston as well, which is pretty cool. Yeah, so first time. Long trip. Yeah, very long. Trip. 20, 26 hours from Australia. So. And what did you think about, you went to the Red Sox game. What did you think about Fenway and, and the Red Sox? Amazing. Uh, I came over with my uh, my uh, New York hat on and I kind of got uh, thrown a bit of heat for wearing that. So I definitely, Rightfully so. I definitely went to the game with my Boston hat on yesterday. That's good. Yeah, it was amazing. Yeah, yeah. So you can take the Yankee hat and just throw that in the trash. <laughs> I mean, Sox hats are nicer. Blue and red's a nicer color scheme. So. Next time I got a New York offer. Yeah, yeah, that's okay. yeah, yeah. Uh, well, I'm excited to talk about uh, a recent rebrand that your agency mm. uh, just kind of completed or maybe are actively going through still. Yes. Um, but I'd love to just hear lessons learned, uh, the reasons kind of behind why it was time to, to rebrand. And mm. so um, maybe just to start, um, give us kind of that that point in time where you're like, you know what, we, we should be we should be taking our agency and, and rebranding who we are and how we communicate ourselves to the market. Yeah. So originally we were, uh, our agency was called The Raiders. Why was it called The Raiders? Just because we came up with the name. We came up with the name and we just sort of rolled with it. Yeah. Um, and what we did is when we first started, we actually started as a creative agency mm-hmm. um, and we did a lot of creative uh, for Red Bull, like literally around the world. Um, and then I was super, like, super interested in digital and, uh, and sort of the analytics side of things. and wanting to learn a lot more about it. Mm. Um, one of the staff members at the time came up to me and said, uh, Trav, you should look into HubSpot. And I was like, oh, <laughs> what is this HubSpot stuff? Anyway, so I jumped on a call with Kieran um, and we went through it. And I think one of the most beneficial things for me is that HubSpot was actually the academy was that it provided the training, <laughs> little plug. Yeah, yeah uh, appreciate it, that. It provided the training, not only to forward myself, but also the staff. Yeah. So. Uh, they obviously put me onto the free CRM and they put me into the free academy and I, you sort of start not getting brainwashed, but you start saying, hey, I'm getting a lot of value for this. Sure. Um, so we moved from a creative agency and we basically started hitting the ground running and becoming a digital agency. Mm-hmm. Um, everyone's too busy to do any of their own stuff. They're leaky taps. You, you know, you can't work on your own stuff. Um, so we were off to the races. We got uh, gold, uh, silver, gold uh, within the first sort of nine months. Mm-hmm. And I think we got platinum within the first sort of like 18 months. That's great. Um, so we were super busy just, you know, rolling out what we knew and what we'd learned. Um, and we had a really great network of uh, referrals and we did great work. So people would refer us mm-hmm. and keep coming through. Kind of got to a point that uh, I, I was having really awkward conversations because we, essentially we were a creative agency and people were like, what do you do? And I'd have to sort of keep repeating what I was saying. Like, <laughs> what do you do? I was like, well, we're a digital marketing agency that uh, we sort of implement inbound. Let me tell you a little bit about inbound. And 
you know, we can also do integrations, we can also do content. And we started going through it, but I was having that same conversation and you knew it was, you knew you kind of, you, you weren't in the right place because you had your parents going, what do you actually do? Yeah. It's like, yeah. you said that you do stuff with websites, but you, you, you're a creative agent. Like, what do you do? And mm. I was like, so in there I was like, okay, it's gonna make it a lot easier for me if we just sort of stop and try to recalibrate where mm. we were as an agency and say, okay, what do we do right now? Like, yeah. what have we learned and what do we do? We started that journey um, two and a half years ago. <laughs> <laughs> we started it two and a half years ago and, <laughs> And because we were a creative agency and because we, you know, were in our process of becoming, you know, the best partners that we could be for, mm -hmm. our, for our clients, we were almost hypercritical about who we were and where we wanted to be. Sure. Almost to a point where <laughs> we, uh, because there was no structure internally, like if we wanted to come up with our new brand and positioning, if we weren't 100% happy with it, we'd just start again, um, yeah. it, which is a little bit different because if a client comes to us, they give us a brief, we know the clear yeah. scope, we know exactly what we need to do. But when you have control of the project, you tend to probably not follow that structure as much yeah. as possible. So well, I mean, is there any element of like emotional attachment to the name and the brand and the business you've built thus far? Absolutely, yeah. yeah. And I went to New York and I like went and I saw these amazing brands and I came back, I was like, I love this brand and I love this brand and I love this brand. And then we tried to adapt what we were doing to the brands that we saw. Now, now I know what I know. It's not about what the brand looks like. It's about the purpose of of, of what it's about. Sure. Which is some um, a very expensive and long journey. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, what does the, the process look like? Is it a lot of whiteboarding? Is it a lot of like brainstorming? So, how do you determine like, okay, how do we want to? Well, one create a new name and a brand for ourselves, but also a whole uh, new purpose, positioning statement, and. and, and kind of all of the, the surround sound verbiage about who we are. Like yeah. what does that actual process look like? Yeah. So we tried to do that internally for ourselves. We sat at the whiteboard um, and I had every single staff member a part of that journey because mm -hmm. they're, they're connected to that brand as much as I am. I'm just the guy that pays the bills <laughs> and these are the guys that actually run the company. Yeah. We whiteboarded and we put all of our ideas down and we kept sort of, executing the idea but coming back executing the idea and coming back and it's funny because we were downstairs having a few beers um where we work mm -hmm. and the guys actually that are next to us we, we sort of work in a creative hub in in fortitude valley in mm -hmm. brisbane and we're all having beers downstairs and i was talking to a, a good man of mine mark who mm -hmm. works next door for a, a company called ply and i was and he was like yeah i completely understand your frustration he goes <laughs> We're a creative agency as well, and we can't do it. We've been trying to do it for years. And we, we came to an agreement, like we came to sort of the realization that like, if you're creative, you, you sabotage, you self-sabotage your Trav. whole ideas. Yeah. And Mark went out to me and said, Trav, I'm gonna put it out there. Would, would, can I be involved in this? Because I'm not emotionally attached to your brands. Like I, it's, it's not that I don't care, it's just that I'm not emotionally attached. Yeah. Because I do this sort of stuff day in, day out. So do you. But if I can come in and just be that third party, third party. outside perspective. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So it, it kind of like the fact that I had to go and we invested a lot of money internally, but the fact that I had to go and invest like actual cash now mm -hmm. to a third party, I sort of weighed it up um, and I knew it was the right thing to do. So 
I sort of called uh, Dave and Mark and I said, uh, guys, I really, really want to do this. And the guy, the work that they do is beautiful. Mm -hmm. It's amazing. And so we sat down and we did a workshop and we sort of did exactly what we did uh, where we did it internally, mm -hmm. except like they were always hypercritical of our answers and asking us why. Mm. And this is the stuff that we weren't doing, doing ourselves. ourselves. Yeah. Um, they, you know, we, we, we sort of ended up as our strap line as find your people, mm -hmm. um, which is essentially uh, like finding, well, we, actually, let me just say, we, we went from the Raiders to Neighborhood. Yep. Um, and because Neighborhood was a community, we were building communities for all of our clients. Um, and then we came up with the strap line, find your people. Mm. Do you have to like put it to a vote? Was it a unanimous decision to make that move or? Well, uh, it's funny, I, I sort of came up with, uh, I came up with the name and I came into the office and I'll just like blurt it out. I said, hey guys, what do you think? And everyone went, that's actually pretty cool. That's <laughs> yeah, really right, cool. Yeah. And, um, and then Mark said, there's a lot more we can work with here from neighborhood than Raiders. Yeah. Cause it was all, almost uh, a bit negative, the whole Raiders. Um, yeah, right. So, um, so I guess the next process for us is that once we had the name and the strap line and we sort of had this whole community, it was really about diving a little bit deeper into the purpose and the reasoning and the why. Mm -hmm. and how do we tie our craft to the name? Yeah. Um, and I looked at every single partner's website, every single digital <laughs> marketer's website, and I wanted it to be in a position where a brand and our messaging was, if we had 10 websites lined up, uh, which is what people do, they mm -hmm. Google and look, yeah. is that how do we be completely different from everybody else? Yeah. So. Um, I wanted to steer away from the methodology, you know, the, the HubSpot methodologies, not because I didn't want to be recognized as a HubSpot partner. I'm it's just yeah. <laughs> Edit that part out. <laughs> but, um, but I kind of wanted to be like, you know what, if, if we're going to get, you know, uh, if we're going to weigh up diamond, platinum and gold partners, right. how can I stand out from right. that? So um, we now do marketing uh, sales, uh, marketing sales and customer service. Mm -hmm. And after sort of sitting down with, you know, Mark and Dave and, and the team, um, we, uh, we really settled on, we, we help you find your people, mm -hmm. we help you sell, your pe sell to your people, and we help you keep your people. Nice. And I really like that because it's, it's creative, it's super creative, but mm -hmm. it, it's, it's, a, it's, it's a little bit more than just saying we do sales, marketing, customer right. service. So, um, and you're almost like super proud of it too, because I, I guess we invested a lot of time and money into it, but mm -hmm. it has meaning and purpose. Mm -hmm. And you kind of wear the shirt with pride, like with, with a lot of pride because- right. I mean, that's how you should feel about your brand. <laughs> yeah, the business, and that's right? not yeah. how we yeah. felt last time yeah, with the old right. one, because it was just a logo and it was just, you know, slapped up there. Yeah. So there's just way more meaning behind uh, yeah. this, this new iteration of it. Absolutely, yeah. Um, so you've obviously landed on the brand, the purpose, kind of the, the find your people type messaging. How do you then have those conversations with your customers? Did you give them heads up ahead of time? How did those conversations happen in person? Or was it an email blast? Like talk me through like how you actually got the message out there to your I customers. I think you might've been on the email list that I, I honestly, said. Actually, that's a good point. I think I was actually, yeah. <laughs> so uh, I wanted to do something a little bit different. Uh, and uh, we, we weren't, uh, we weren't eating our own dog food yeah. as such with our own HubSpot portal at the time. So we sort of sent an email out saying farewell the Raiders. Mm. Um, and the idea for that, some people were a bit like, oh, that's annoying. But some <laughs> people reached out to us and said, hey, like what's going on? And we sort of started a conversation, mm. had a, a few coffees and beers with a few clients to sort of say, hey, what's going on? And is the business closing down? Yeah, right. It's like, you know, we, we're rebranding. Um, 
but um, but yeah, we, we started, uh, I think it was a trail of maybe six or seven emails where we were saying goodbye to what we had and we were saying hello to what mm -hmm. the future was and sort of telling that story. Um, we sort of told the story about um, it's our service offering. It was the same service offering of what we were doing before. We just never really spoke about it or felt proud enough to talk about sure. it in any way. So we sort of had a, a almost like a, a you know a, a workflow set up that would gradually just start to educate people on how we what we do and how we offer what mm -hmm. we offer and uh, and the methodologies that we have and um, you know it that because we were talking it actually created a lot of conversations and funny enough leads were just popping out of nowhere right like, well it's the perfect way to engage maybe these colder leads or folks that decided not to to move forward with an engagement previously so it, you can nurture all these leads again yeah and i like i genuinely like you know we were having ref like our business was based on referrals and mm -hmm. it's it's amazing you know to not really have to spend any money at all on marketing as an agency and just get referrals but once we like once you're proud of your brand and you created something that you know that you actually like you, you spend a lot of time on and you actually it's the services that you provide and a lot of time and energy have gone into like every word and every single little part mm -hmm. um we i was on linkedin and talking and talking and talking about it how i was proud about it the passion that came out from that i literally would have five leads a week just yeah. literally people going hey trap i love your brand i love the passion that you're doing can we have a conversation yeah. and like it's just almost like it was almost like a grenade of like <laughs> leads i threw it into the yeah. water and they just came out of nowhere um so since then we've really focused on like our marketing spend is just on content that's great. helping helping find their people yeah and sell to their people but we're just pushing content out and it's like oh like i get probably at the moment just organically we get three three leads a week just by people reading our content on LinkedIn, Facebook, wherever, and, um, and, and just asking, hey, you know, we read your content. Um, is this something, can you help me out with this or yeah. whatnot? And it's, it's refreshing because, you know, you kind of feel settled that, you know, you're not a creative agency anymore. You know, you're a HubSpot partner. What your website says, what you actually do, um, and you're actually genuinely helping people because yeah. the content that you're, you've got actually is helping people. So, yeah, like we, yeah. the purpose resonated with us. Yeah. And so it's like, it's probably gratifying to say, well, oh, this new purpose, this new brand is resonating with others yeah. as well. You know? I think and I, what I was sort of saying off camera to you before was mm. that when we first started as a HubSpot partner, we like, I, I made it a mission that every single person did every certification. Yeah. And I think everybody got <laughs> all of them done through. And not a single one has expired. <laughs> what you were also saying, yeah. <laughs> Mine may have expired yeah, in the meantime. But we sort of crafted the brand around what we learned from the academy, and like the academy is fantastic. Like it is, it is good. It taught me everything I knew today, okay. um, and how we picked, how we communicated our marketing at that point. Um, after you know two years of real world experience, where we were and what we thought, you know how we needed to market ourselves to where we were two years ago. It, it was vastly different. And I think yeah. that, you know. I mean, once you get into the weeds and the day to day and just like get the real world hands on experience. Well, understanding people's problems too. Like, yeah. you know, like we understand that we need to attract and help people convert and delight and all that sort of jazz. But like the problems you, you learn, like, and through hard times and through the good times, you learn what people's problems and how you can help people and better serve them. And it was 
only until you really do two years of really hard yakka and having tough conversations and high-fiving and doing really big wins yeah. is that you kind of come out the other side and go, okay, all right, I, I understand what people are looking for now. Yeah. yeah, now I understand what it's all about. Yeah. yeah. So like even on our marketing, like we marketing sales and customer service page, I think Dom who's here, it basically said, why don't we just put questions that people are asking in their head saying, you might need our services if these questions are popping in your head, mm-hmm. you know? I'm getting a bunch of leads, but I can't convert them. Or I uh, have a lot of views on my blog post, but nobody's giving me their details. Mm-hmm. And that's resonated really well with a lot of people that come through. I said, because I always ask, why did you come through? And they said, oh, we, we landed on this page. And I was asking myself yeah, those we same have questions. those same questions. Yeah. Yeah. And we wouldn't have understood that if we didn't have that sort of the academy and also the, the two years of, of in the weeds. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. yeah. Um, throughout the whole process, was there anything that was initially unforeseen or unplanned that just became like a pitfall or a roadblock or something challenging? Like what was the <laughs> hardest part of going through a full rebrand that maybe you didn't anticipate at first? Um, the time, the time, the time, the time is, and the time you've got to almost take away from all of the client work because we wanted to give it everything. Mm-hmm. Um, I think finding the right person that can do the job but culturally understands, because I think, there's a lot of companies out there that can do rebranding and help you step in the right direction. But I think culturally, you guys are gonna be on the same level. Mm. In no way do I wear collars to work or, you know, I'm fairly casual. So culture for me was super important. That if I spoke to somebody that they would just get it and understand it and whatnot. So I think time would be the big part, but also selecting the right, uh, if you are not gonna do it yourself, is working with culturally the right people so that sort of they nail it the first time. Right. Because um, I think we've all been there where we've worked with a, a contractor or a supplier that's just missed the mark and everyone had really good intentions, but just culturally just off, you know, just not on the same page. Culture has to be a fit. You have to enjoy working with that person. Yeah. They have to have a sense of, of who you and your team are as well. Yeah. And, it, and even back on that, you know, I, I made a misfire, which I haven't spoken about where um, you know, I was crawling the website for amazing brands and I landed on a, a Polish company to try and help us out with the rebrand. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I invested a lot of money initially once I sent the money over to them and culturally they just weren't on the same page and we ended up investing a lot of money in the initial concepts with those guys. Um, and that's why I think culture is super important for who you work with because these guys had done previous amazing brands, mm-hmm. but we were just on completely like completely different levels. Like I almost think that the brands that they created were, you know, a one-off because everything they gave me was completely not what I was asking for. But, you know, having having Mark and Dave next door, really like, they were like good mates that were helping you out. I mean, if anything, now it's, you're probably just empathetic to a customer's journey and finding <laughs> the right agency. Like you literally just went through it yourself. Yeah, you know? yeah absolutely. Yeah. And I think it's, they, they took time in working with us to sort of sit down and, and they truly, I, I think for them it was, I think the first time working together that they kind of felt like they were working with some mates and Mm -hmm. like they'd come up with a really good idea and I'm like, man, I respect your ideas, run with it. And I wasn't that client that was like, you know, (laughs) I I, want to cut you off at the knees because I hate it when people do it with our our work. Um, And so I think that they looked at it and said, we're going to make this like our best work so we can go out there and push. And you know what? They have marketed some of our work and, and we've won a whole bunch of awards for the work that they've you know we've that they all worked on you with, yeah. and they're using that to sort of get more work so it's been a 
it's been a really, really re rewarding, very long and expensive, but rewarding sort of experience, yeah. Last question for you, ask this to everybody. What is the weirdest part of agency life? So I, ha I, I have a, a, a thing that I say internally, it's called patting the chicken. Um, and <laughs> so I, we're going to need context. Yeah, I we're going to need some yeah, context. Yeah, yeah. I can't leave it there. But patting the chicken is clients just uh, what I find really strange. And I'm probably a bit more empathetic about it now, but sometimes clients obviously want meetings for the sake of meetings just to feel comfortable about sure. the process. And I, I think the weirdest thing <laughs> for me is that sometimes I have to pat the chicken. I know full well that the conversation isn't going to give any value to them, but I think probably empathetically to them. Just the conversation they're, itself is just, they just want to hear from you. Comforting yeah. them. Comforting. And it's, I call it patting the chicken. It's funny. We were at inbound at the moment in Boston and I had a client call up and, uh, and Dom who's here with me sort of goes, uh, what are you going to do? I was like, son, I just got to pat the chicken in for a little bit. So just, uh, I'll, I'll be 45 Yeah, minutes. I'll meet up with you. <laughs> yeah. After, yeah. Just pat the chicken. But, but yeah, it's, um, I don't know. Would, would that be the weirdest thing, Dom? Now that I say it, yeah, I, mean, I don't know if it's weird. Yeah, it's, it's probably. I would, it's, say it's, I would say the terminology is uh, weird. Is certainly unique. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Um, we actually there was. I'll, you can use any of these if you want, but I think one of the weirdest things that we've had in the past is, um, and I think it's natural is is people clients' reluctance to tell it like it is, mm -hmm. and sometimes they'll self sabotage their own <laughs> projects uh, and not be real in some capacity like uh, and i don't think you can pick that but it's it's super strange some there's some weird humans out there yeah. i think that if anything that's the self-sabotage and patting the chicken sometimes <laughs> yeah, that's not bad man listen we're out of time we gotta we gotta split but i appreciate you uh coming on it's, it's cool. been an absolute pleasure man. thank you thanks very so much. much good to see you again yeah you as well thanks for tuning in to another episode of agency unfiltered if you like what you saw heard or read make sure to subscribe to our playlist on youtube our podcast on Spotify or Apple Podcasts, or our newsletter on agencyunfiltered.com. Alongside episode launch notifications, the newsletter also comes with a ton of other helpful, strategically curated agency content from yours truly. And if you wanna keep the conversation going or provide a counterpoint to this episode's discussion, tweet me at, at Kevin underscore Dunn. I'll see you again in two weeks, but in the meantime, Keep it unfiltered and let's all grow.